Alpha Intergalactic Space Station has reached critical mass in orbit. Its weight and size now poses serious threat to Mother Earth. In its great wisdom, the Central Committee has decided to use all resources necessary to release the space station from the Earth's gravity. Its new course is set for the Magellan Current. Like the great explorer Magellan, the Alpha Station will journey into the unknown. A symbol of our values and knowledge, it will carry a message of peace and unity to the farthest reaches of the universe. Our thoughts and prayers go with you. Godspeed and good luck. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, a podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. The greater good. This is episode 204. And tonight we are talking about Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew. What a waste of a good John Goodman Jimison. Hello. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, Corny, who will join us uh, here probably in the next minute and a half to 20 minutes or so. Uh, Corny is also fed by a Congo line of food service Logan. Um, and I'll let him hear that later. And Sam, butterfly fishing vector. Yeah, apparently you can catch some stuff with that. But yeah. uh, just so you know, Sean, I've got this little magnetic ball here uh, at my house I'd like to throw at you one of these days. Just uh, if you just catch it for me, that would be great. Thank you. I actually liked that technology. I thought that was actually kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he clicks the button and they all <laughs> shoot to that guy and... Yep. Um, if you have no idea what that, that means or those noises mean, uh, go yeah. watch the movie. It'll make um, uh, it'll make a little bit more sense. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, this is that movie, Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets, came out in 2017. It is a John yes. Luc Besson. Um, Luc Besson, who is uh, very French. He is very French, as in he was born there, um, and so most of his mm. movies are actually filmed in in the France. And, uh, and is there room for him to do that? I mean, it's, it's still a big country. There's room yeah. to make movies. Are you sure? I mean, I guess. I don't know. I mean, the Germans seem to like it, I guess. I don't know. They keep going yeah, over They really there. wanted it at one point. Yeah, a couple times, actually. So, anyway, yeah. uh, this is a movie that um, I wanted to see when it came out because it's John mm-hmm. Luke Besson. And uh, I don't know why I keep saying John. I'm just going to call him Luke Besson because that's what he goes by. Luke, uh, he made one of my favorite, maybe top, I don't remember if I put it in my top 10 list or not, maybe top 20 films of all time. And, um, 
Coming. The, 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 yeah, the fifth, uh, the fifth element. Coming, if, coming. If, yeah, if Courtney were here, he'd be saying, coming, coming. yeah, he'd be doing that right now. <laughs> and, uh, multipass. Lido Dallas multipass, which we did for the podcast, right? We did that show for yeah, the podcast. And yep. I remember distinctly, Sam, you hated it. I wasn't a big fan of it. No. No. Yeah. I, I, yeah. No, and that's fine. I mean, again, everyone has their, has their, uh, their things and that's, that's fine. And, uh, and that movie is, I think it's a niche kind of movie, right? Like, yeah, it is. Yeah. It is engineered for a very set person, and <laughs> it it worked on me a hundred percent. That movie, uh, The Fifth Element, and so whenever uh, he comes out with another movie, I just get excited. I'm like, oh, it's gonna be the next, the next Fifth Element, and that's, that's what, element. and that's how this movie was was kind of like marketed. They were marketed that way. Yeah. yeah. The director of the fifth element. Yeah, the, right. The director of the fifth element comes, the visionary director of the fifth element comes yeah. a movie so visionary that we haven't seen anything like it since the fifth element. I'm like, oh my gosh, that sounds freaking awesome. I can't wait. I'm excited. And and the previews actually look good too. Oh, the previews make this thing look so cool. And uh, I mean, yeah, he hasn't directed a whole lot of stuff recently that's been really great. He's done a lot of writing. Um, for mm-hmm. for good stuff, like he wrote um, all of the um, <clears throat> the Taken movies. Um, Isn't that they're just grunting and um, <laughs> he still Irish had, accent? He still had to write that line where if I, find, I have a specific, you know, particular set of skills, and if I find you, <laughs> I will kill you. He had to, he wrote that, you know, he had to write yeah. that. You no, know, he did the Transporter movies and uh, Columbiana, and he's done some. He did, of course, he did Lucy. They're making a second Lucy film. I don't. How do you make that second? How do you make a sequel to that? That doesn't make any sense. Does it be she become all powerful in that movie? Well, I mean, I guess. Can we spoil? Do we want to spoil Lucy a little bit? I. I, I how old is it? I don't know. I'm looking. I'm, I can't remember. <clears throat> um, well, folks, I'm, we're going to spoil Lucy it, here. So fast forward another two minutes if you don't want to be uh, spoiled. Like I can't. Hold on. Let me say Lucy 2014. Okay, it meets the. Uh, the okay. what was it? The three year mark, I think, is that we gave it. Yeah. Basically, the end. You all right? <laughs> Sorry, my gosh, I'm tired. Now. It's a late. It's late. Um, mm. of course, when are we recording? And it's not late. Yeah, it's always late. Basically, Lucy, she uh, she in, ingests drugs that allows her to quote unquote use a hundred percent of her brain, and as she does so, she uh, is able to manipulate matter around her. And at the end of the movie, she realizes that her body is no longer necessary and she literally just turns into like carbon and then just melts into the earth and leaves behind basically a flash drive of the knowledge of the entire universe. And that's kind of how it ends. It's (laughs) real dumb. It sucks. Mm. sucks. And it had such potential. Uh, so how you make, I don't know, maybe someone plugs in the flash drive and she comes, she gets pooped out of the, the CD drive. I don't know what's going to happen. So you put a, um, you, you probably have to put a, uh, jellyfish on her head. Yeah. And, maybe. Uh, yeah. You got to put a big yeah. jellyfish on your face to, to whatever. <laughs> um, I can't wait to talk about this movie because I have such emotions about this movie. <laughs> um, uh, and they, they are strong emotions. So. They are strong with him. Yeah, you both said something. What was that, Andrew? I feel feelings. Yeah, (laughs) I have have the feels for this movie. Um, So hopefully, I have stalled enough for Andrew to have found the IMDb page and pulled up the uh, the the thing. So Andrew, tell us what is 
<clears throat> Valerian and the city of a thousand planets. A dark force threatens Alpha, a vast metropolis and home to species from thousands of planets. Special operatives Valerian and Loreline must race. Yep, must race. Raced. Must race. <laughs> we invented a word. Must, ra- <laughs> must race to identify the. What is that a word? Marauding. Marauding menace. Okay. <laughs> I have been educated. And safeguard not just Alpha, but the future of the universe. All right. You right done on. read good. Yeah, you do. Uh, done did real well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, I guess that's a thing. What that? Yeah, that's pretty. I think it's pretty accurate of what they were trying to do with Yeah, the that's actually pretty, that yeah. is pretty accurate. Uh, like I said, directors Luc Besson. Uh, writers are Pierre, Kristen, and... Basically, all the writers are uh, from the comic book series Valerian and Loreline. Um, it's a comic book series, so it's a movie about a comic book, and so it it explains a lot of the very bright colors and kind of fantastical mm-hmm. things because it's based on a comic book, and I'm 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 down with that. I'm okay with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm gonna say this to to start off with. It is a visually beautiful film. Oh, absolutely! It, it is. It is a wondrous to behold to watch this thing. Seriously, the monsters, the no, 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 but the aliens are great, and they're all different. And I have some really cool trivia about that in a little while. Um, they all look really detailed and interesting and different, and um, it it kind of has a Star Trek f- um, future where when aliens come to us. They don't try to kill us. Um, they're like, "Hey, congratulations on space travel. Let's uh, let's team up and maybe we can, you know, high five and do some better stuff, right? Like, like that's hang a very out and watch that's, the Big Bang Theory. Do what? We can hang out and watch the Big Bang Theory, right? You know, so there's a <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is the creepiest invitation I've ever heard. I know, right? <laughs> Welcome to our planet. Yeah. Come watch yeah. the Big Bang Theory with me. Yeah. It's- that's probably you can point. also have my bag of orange slices. <laughs> yes. I don't know what this voice is, but it's kind of weird. <laughs> uh, but it's a very kind of optimistic future, right? Because mm-hmm. I do remember reading a, an article by Stephen Hawking who basically said, if aliens ever do come to us, it's going to be more but like when white men, good. Yeah, when white men discovered yeah. America. And like we're gonna be the like the, the the Native Americans, and we're gonna get kind of probably pushed off our planet. Uh, we ain't gonna be in Earth too. <laughs> yeah, we're not. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're not wrong. But anyway, it, it this this movie does give you that right. There's like a sense of hope and um, and 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 uh, and wonder and wonder. And frankly, one of the things I really like about the movie, and we're gonna get into our initial thoughts and and all that stuff here in a little bit. Um, is that the movie doesn't go so far fantastical as to that so so the things are unbelievable, you know, like they're in a spaceship, okay, fine, there's AI, they still wear seatbelts and have joysticks, you know, and mm-hmm. he shoots guns with bullets, and they have communication things on their neck, like there's nothing really that's really so, grounded yeah it's it's like technologically grounded um and, and so. I actually like that about this movie. So we're going to get more into that in a little bit. Uh, uh, well, we're going to get into it right now. Um, we were all virgins to this, right? We had, None of us had seen this, right? Right. First no. time. Okay. 
Uh, and I'm pretty sure Corny was the same, but he'll he'll corroborate that whenever he hops on here in a second. Um, so Andrew, if you'll uh, kind of give us off your uh, your give us off, that's not a phrase. Lead off with your initial thoughts. I'm not getting you off in any kind of way, <laughs> shape, or form. So just yeah, that's, that's let's okay. not talk about that, please. I'm sorry. All right, <clears throat> um, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Mm-hmm. First of all. I had no idea what this movie was. I don't even remember seeing the previews. Hey, hey, Andrew, I'm going to stop you for just a second. What? What's happening? Are you are you talking with your microphone on your headset? Nope. Are you sure? Yeah, I am. Because <laughs> I can hear it rustling against your shirt. Better. Yes. Yes. There's your baritone. There we go. All right. Sorry for the technical glitch. I should have addressed that before show. I didn't think about it. Okay, please continue. Okay. Um. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> Once again, he's got to pick up his microphone and stick his nose on it. Now, now tap it against the wall right. a couple hundred times while you're talking. Yeah. Uh, just... le- legacy podcasting at its finest, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, uh, as I was saying, I had no idea what to expect. I had not seen the previews. Um, Dane, what's his face? Dane, Dane Dehane. Um, Valerian. Yeah. I, I said this in our little group chat. I, I think if DiCaprio and Kristen Stewart had a love child, it would be him. Sure. <laughs> uh, because the facial expressions are hers, and he looks like DiCaprio kind of a – if there were a twin and one were kind of a runt twin, he would be the runt twin, I think. Sure. Um, these two characters, to me, they didn't feel old enough to be experiencing yes. what they were going through. They almost felt like they were they should have been in a tween movie. I kind of wish, I mean, I don't think they did a bad job. I just kind of wish they were, I don't know, relatable, but just by their age. I just, I don't know. Maybe in, you know, the year 21, whatever, uh, all of our commanders and majors or whatever he was will be 18 i don't know at least that's what he looked to me so well and he also spouted off about how he has earned all these medals mm-hmm. you know all the medal of honors or whatever he he got um on there and i i found that a little strange because yeah. of the age issue on there i will agree with you in the fact that this was a visually intriguing movie and as I was watching it, I kept thinking to myself, man, I wish I had seen this in 3D. Yeah. In oh, my theater. gosh. I think it would have been amazing to see in 3D. And I don't think he filmed this in 3D. Really? I don't. Wow. He didn't use 3D cameras. He might have done a 3D conversion. But I remember mm-hmm. reading in the trivia that in order to do the type of um, camera work that he likes to do, 3D cameras are too heavy, and he couldn't do it. Oh, wow. Huh. Um, the, some of the... CGI, I felt, well, from the very beginning, you know, I, I think within the first five minutes in the movie, I text you guys and said, wow, CGI side boob. Right. Uh, <laughs> right off the bat. Some of the CGI kind of took me out of the movie for a minute, um, mm-hmm. but not not terribly. There, I've seen much worse. Um, something else that took me away from the movie was the scene with the school buses. Mm. And I I thought, you know, if if we're this far into the future, are we still having the kind of old yellow school buses that we have right now drive people around? You know, it's like uh, Doc Brown threw the hover wheels on it and 
it became yeah but again know. i i thought it was funny because again like everything is still kind of grounded in earth earth yeah. stuff you know yeah. like because we have to remember we even though we're on different planets and stuff earth is actually pretty nearby um yeah and uh so anyway anyway um the, the, there was one audio thing and i don't know if you caught it um, that really, really bothered me. I actually had to rewind it and watch it again just to make sure it wasn't my ears. Um, but I'll see if you guys mentioned it or know where it is. But um, it just really bothered me. And that was the most noticeable. Normally, if there are little glitches, I don't catch them. But this one, I can definitely she tell. was talking? Yeah. There was, yeah, there was like she was at a door or something. And you could definitely tell she was in the studio recording that and not. Yes. Oh, I didn't right catch there. it, but I usually yeah. do. And yeah. I actually listened. I actually watched this. Hey, Corny. What's up? Hey, hey Corny. Hey, buddy. Yeah, um, it was almost like her mouth didn't line up with the words either, though. There was a yeah, couple it, of it moments didn't. of that. Yeah. It's like every episode with Sam, right? Uh, actually, yeah. <laughs> wrong. Oh, and, uh, yeah. and joining us tonight is Corny is also fed by a Congo line of food service Logan. Hell yeah, I am. There you go. Hey, you know what? Uh, I would also like some uh, brain lemon juice. <laughs> that was hilarious. So weird. <laughs> but, so but, the, weird. but the little guy that was like trying to present the food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this was the, the great. So the, weird. Yeah. Just so weird. I love it. This was the. It just seems strange that they're cool with having a, a race of species or a race mm. that eats human brains as a delicacy on a ship that has humans on it. You know, it just <laughs> seems weird. Yeah. Whatever. It's fine. Well, you know, uh, I, I really don't know how to say that. So, so well, she was, she also, I mean, wait, no, that was, was she taken prisoner for that. I can't remember. There was, she so many... was, remember she was, she was down there. She had just found Valerian and then she saw the butterflies and thought they were pretty. Butterfly. And she okay, wouldn't yep. touch one. Okay. And then they turned Butterfly into a in the sky. She can go up for dinner. Yeah. And so she got pulled up and then all that stuff. And then we had to have the the lap dance scene and all that other stuff. That uh, I would take a shape-shifting Rihanna any day. I, I wouldn't. Uh, no. I, she, seems, she seems like one of my sisters, and uh, it's just annoying. Weird. I, I, I did not like that character nor that story arc. I, I thought am, that was dumb. I am strangely attracted to Rihanna. <laughs> I really am. I don't know why. I it was so funny. You like, so you like the brown sugar is what you're saying. Somebody posted on Facebook it was like the um what was it? Like the like a history of Rihanna music. And uh-huh. it was like like all of her hits. And I've I've actually I actually know all of her songs, which is a little weird too. And I I'm strangely attracted to her. Do you, do you sing them in the shower? No, I don't, but... Now, you know they don't look natural. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, it's fine. It's fine, right? You know, I mean, I'm a white dude can like, can like R&B music, right? It's, it's fine. fine. I just, I don't know. I, I, I like her voice, but it was kind of weirding me out because when she was not Rihanna, when she was like Blue Alien or Other Alien, whatever, and she was talking, all I can picture is the girl from Home. The little the 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 DreamWorks cartoon home, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I was expecting um, Sheldon Cooper to come out as a little alien and start talking to her. So that um, that kind of weirded me out a little bit too. 
Anyway, uh, Andrew, you were still going. I, we jumped all over you. No, no that's fine. I, I, uh, I enjoyed the movie overall. I thought uh, it was interesting. It was a, a story that I don't think I'd seen before. You know, it wasn't, uh, I don't know. I don't feel like anything was overly done. I don't feel like anything was needed to be explained more. Um, I, I, of course, kind of did see the uh, see the end uh, before it got there, but um, I blame that on Herbie Hancock. Herbie Hancock. Herbie Hancock. Not blame that on him, but it was uh, fun to see him in the movie. Yeah, th- there was some other mm-hmm. kind of fun little just. I mean, Rutger Hauer is only in this movie because Luke Besson is a, is a is a fan, and he's a fan of. Um, the movie Sam refuses to watch, but he has a, my copy of Blade Runner, um, mm. and uh, and so or Sam had a copy of. He better he still have a money. copy of it. That's my dad. No, I still have it. Yeah, I still have it. Yeah, it's my dad. So <laughs> anyway, think um, out of the. Uh, I think it's in the dog's uh, kennel. Oh, so. Please don't say stuff. I know you're being silly, but seriously, that's my dad's copy. Don't. don't know. <laughs> um, so to answer your question, Andrew. That you you started asking like twenty minutes ago. Um, I'm actually on the Wikipedia for the comic, and I can't see anywhere where it mentions the fact that they're young, that they have to be young, like they're portrayed uh-huh. as being young. Which I just realized, I just learned there was a cartoon. Really? There was a cartoon series huh. in 1982. Uh, was I, it like anime based? Yeah, I, guess, I don't know. It's, well, no, it's I don't know. I I need to read more about this. This is actually kind of interesting to me. Um, anyway, so keep going. But I I I the only reason I thought they maybe chose these these younger actors was to to attract that crowd. But I just don't think it fit very well in uh, this. We we setting. can we we can go here for a second because I I really wanted to talk about casting um a lot tonight because. Okay. I think it ruined this movie, the casting. I think that's what killed the movie, honestly, is what didn't why it didn't do very well. I don't think yeah. he has the acting chops to carry a, a film. He no. was fine as the bad guy in the Spider-Man movie, and he was fine in that Chronicle movie. He is not hero. Now, I'm on no. IMDb, and it says, people who like this also liked, and it says the Kingsman is right in front of me. The kid that played the Kingsman... He would have been great in this movie. He would have been a lot better mm-hmm. because he's charming and he can act. Um, I thought this guy was bad. He's yeah. bad. Yep. I thought she was okay, but he... Yeah, she was fine. I didn't buy a single thing he was doing. And I'm okay with them being young. Like, just in the Kingsman movie, right? He's a young dude. He's like 22, 23, 24. And we're, mm-hmm. we, we, we buy it because we, partly because we watch him train. Mm-hmm. Um, with older people, this movie we don't get the benefit of that. So I'm, I don't have a problem with them being young, and that he's a major at 25. I mean, okay, fine, whatever. But I mean, Joey from Friends in the Lost in Space movie was a major, and he was like 30. You know, and okay, in the space we you get promoted quickly, I guess. But they can also not hear you scream. They, yeah. But he was bad. He had. Oh, I really I don't bad. know if now I've only ever seen. The him in the Spider-Man movie. I didn't. I didn't see Chronicle. So in Spider-Man, when he has that, where he's he's always kind of got that. Come on, 
Peter, I need the need the blood. He's got that weird raspy thing. It, and I feel like that was forced. I don't feel like that's his real voice. Like I felt like he watched Bruce Willis do the Fifth Element and thought I should be like Bruce Willis. You know? Yeah, it did not it did not carry well. Didn't go well. It really didn't. No. Nope. And and it's sad because I think I think this could have been interesting. I think it could have been a fun a fun adventure. You know, even spurning more the, the vision behind this movie really oh, is amazing. So good. But the direction that they took on his character and his action, uh, or his acting, just acting. did not carry it's, well. It's, it's bad. You Andrew, know, keep, I kept getting taken out of the movie with him. Yeah, yeah. I, as far as, the last thing I've got to say, as far as the movie itself, I did enjoy it, but the, the characters, or the, the actors who played the characters, did cause me to enjoy it less. Mm-hmm. The... Um, I think what I did enjoy about it, though, is I was kind of relating it to The Fifth Element, and I could definitely see some of the same uh, ideas interwoven into this movie. Now, here's a question. Watch this movie again. You know, let's say start fresh with this movie, mm-hmm. except you are now watching it in German with English subtitles. Okay. Do I, do you, do you... Or in French with... Uh, English subtitles. Do I think it's better? Could it be better? I don't. I don't know because. I know you hate subtitles. Well, yeah, I do. I do, but well, <laughs> I don't hate subtitles. I don't like subtitles for the podcast because it makes capturing yeah, clips yeah. awkward. Except when I do my Chinese overdub, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I think will happen again because I'm pretty sure Ip Man Two is going to make it on the list pretty soon. But um, sweet. Um, <laughs> I'd like to point out that. Uh, uh, you brought us that one, if I remember right. Well, yeah, well he, he no, this is also after uh, many, many uh, arguments of movies with subtitles. Right. Yeah, yeah, we did kind of. So I kind of feel like subtitle movies are... Well, and, then, the... and again, we... we I don't feel like we need to rehash, a, an arg- not an argument, but a thing that <laughs> happened 125 episodes ago... Um, you know, I'm we, still a little butthurt about it, sir. So. Well, no, and that's fine because I probably jumped on you harder than I meant to. Because um, you, because it was it was Ip Man, which we you thought was English overdubbed, which it wasn't for this version. And then we did Seven Samurai, seven, Thirteen Ronin, Thirteen, 13, 13 Ronin, which yeah. by all accounts was kind of a fun, ridiculous movie. But again, because of the yeah, overdub, it had cow explosions. It had cow explosions and and moving walls blood and blood yeah. fountains and things. Um, and then we were, we we put that to bed for a while, right? And then we we yeah. we tried again with Kung Fu Hustle, which we all liked, but again was oh. was subtitled. And I have I seen that, that movie though. overdubbed. I've seen that movie in an overdub. And so because Netflix only offered the subtitle, that's why I, I did the lines. <laughs> I read the lines <laughs> in the recording. So I I think we've been away from that far enough now that. If we wanted to do another movie that was subtitled, it'd be fine. I'll I'll either yeah. either I'll get me and like we'll all four of us voice act the VO. <laughs> I think we we'll just get Siri to read it. Yeah, oh, there you go. Be interesting. I don't know how. Be less I, racist. I guess I could do that. Yeah, I could probably do that. Anyway, That'd be the most annoying podcast. Yeah, that would actually kind of suck. I actually got to think about <laughs> yeah, it. I don't know if I want really to hear bad. her talk. Um, anyway, my point is. We should get Microsoft Sam to do it, is who we need. Yeah. 
But we could get like we could get all of us doing like our different impressions as we're doing the lines, you know, like Andrew does his Scottish, Corny does his uh uh Sean Connery, Sam does his Matt Damon and What are you talking about? Matt Damon's my friend. He comes in here and Well and then helps. maybe you can get him to come Every in. Now and then. And yeah. then um and then I'll do I don't know which one am I good at? It was Nicolas Cage, right? I think that was the one I was okay at. So I don't remember anyway. If you say so. I don't remember. I said something one time and I think you guys liked it. I don't remember. Swedish pig, I think is what we were. Oh yeah. As long as the line is pig is a blanket, that's done good, right? It's all that matters. Right. Yep. Um But my point was is that it's it's corny, it's you're up. Unmute yourself. Maybe. With the computer. You're still muted. Oh. And the dishes are done. Dishes Sorry. Are done. Ding, dishes are done. Ding, dishes are done. All right. <clears throat> Sorry, I heard could not comment. What? Mouthful of food. Oh. Oh, nice. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Should we skip to Sam? Oh, my thoughts and, and prayers about the movie? Yes, thoughts and prayers. <laughs> um, uh, so, it, 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 okay, yeah. So, it started off with a really cool premise. And I was like, okay, I can kind of get into this. And... Then it turned into a little bit of spy kids. It was kind of weird uh, in terms of, I don't know. The, the, I don't know. It, it got a little silly for me. Um, and then it continued to get a little silly. Uh, and I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, I kind of like the movie, but I think it was, I, I think they started off with a, we can do a kind of serious movie that turned into a not serious movie. Right. Yeah, and, yeah, but didn't the Fifth Element do that too? <laughs> you know, like. But things mattered. I think they did. They they did that better. Like death was death, and this is death is death. Yeah. But the end of the world was a a, a, a thing. This has turned into. Um, I, I'm. It's, you're right. I'm sorry. I can't yeah, really the, argue yeah, with the, that. The, but the, the, you're right. The stakes are different. But I mean, the the Fifth Element is. It's it's the serious film until you get Chris Tucker, you know, and then the movie completely changes tone, right? Because he's like, you know, sexually harassing these flight attendants and um, like all that other stuff, right? So, but his character is like his character is that, and and Bruce Willis is still having silly things to deal with, and, right? You know, so I guess I guess in my mind, you, you you've got an over the top character. This turn, this was really cool infiltration of a another dimension thing, and then all of a sudden that part was so cool. You know, you, you, they put a bunch of magnets on the thing, which actually I thought was a pretty, pretty was brilliant so cool. idea. Yeah, I thought that was so yeah. neat. But then he fell through like fifteen floors and lived. Like that doesn't make any sense. Uh, no. All of a sudden, then he had a plot armor, and his, that kind of made things. Yeah, his flower shirt was like Kevlar or something. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, uh, I mean, all in all, I, if you actually, when I watch this movie again, probably if I had nothing better to do, it wasn't awful. Um, I just uh, wish the thought process in which they wanted to go had been better, more <laughs> fleshed out prior to sure. actually doing the movie. It was like, mm-hmm. hey, we got a cool idea. And then it was like us and we started making fun of things and then they started doing the things <laughs> we made fun of in the movie. And, well, uh, and again, this happens when you have a movie that's based on a uh, a comic book story arc, right? Like, right. Like Civil yeah. War, people complained that Civil War, because it's based on a, like a three comic book, right? Three comics through two. How many issues is Civil War? 
It's not many, right? Fourteen. Six. Six? Okay, you have a six. Six. Or is it six? Yeah, six. I think so. Uh, I don't know. You tell me. You're the guy. I'm pretty sure it's six. You're, you're, six you're, my, you're my Wikipedia when it comes to Marvel, so. Yeah. Um, so you have, like, you know, a two-hour movie to flesh out what happens in six movies or six comics. So there, some things are going to get left out. And I think the kind of that thing happened here, right? Like you have a, a comic book story arc, which is, it's not actually the Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. It's Valerian and the something else. I, I'll, in the trivia, it's like two-thirds of the trivia is, in the comic book, it didn't happen this way. She has red hair and, like, all that stuff. And I'm like, I don't care. But... um. It's a different, but it's the same thing. So yeah, I think you're right, Corny, that they didn't get to do things that they probably would like to have done because you know of time constraints, right? But it was still mm-hmm. a two-hour, fifteen-minute movie. Um, and, and and honestly, as, as much as I enjoyed Rihanna, the lap scene was kind of, or the the dance was was weird, kind of creepy. It was, and I kind of felt uncomfortable. <clears throat> I don't know why, but I did. Felt like they didn't need it. And I, I really I didn't need Ethan Hawke being weird either. I could have done without him, too. I'm just saying. But it was cool seeing him go from training day to this. <laughs> 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 Which, Corny, by the way, did you watch Training Day recently? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did, I mean, I know we don't want to do this too often where um, we backtrack a little bit, but we all loved it. Andrew gave it a 7.7. Sam gave it a 4. Point, I mean, an 8. No. Point, 8.48, and I yeah. gave it a 9. Um, oh, I would have given it like an 8.8. 8.8. Eight. Eight, eight. All right, yeah. I'm, I'm actually I mean, going to yeah, put that in. way up there. And it's funny, I was, um, uh, as I'm, I'm on location uh, doing you know, work as I do now, as I travel, and my roommate, Chris, is here with me, who's made, I think this is his third podcast he's been a part of, uh, incidentally. Uh, we have been doing the game where, you know, you just say a movie line back and forth, and we guess the movie, and... I said, which is actually my favorite part of the movie, where he says, this is the second time you've pointed a gun at me. There will not be a third. And he actually got it from that line. But I freaking love that scene. <clears throat> um, so anyway. I, should have, I should have said that when you uh, racked that, uh, or you chambered that shotgun uh, at me when I was in your house. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a shotgun. It was my twenty-two. Oh, yeah, sorry. But yeah. Uh, and by the way, your middle name for that particular episode was, this is the kind of car I always pictured you driving. Um, that, oh, Cad- yeah. that Cadillac, yeah. And uh, I talked about how you and I have had multiple conversations of, of of when I see you driving a car, it's either that car or the one from Blade. <laughs> Just, one of these days I'm going to have that and be like, look, Sean, look what I got. I mean, I, mean, I love your Charger. Don't get me wrong. Your Charger's great, but I think this, uh, with or without hydraulics, <laughs> it's up to you. Anyway, I uh, didn't mean to backtrack us there. Uh, so, Valerian. So, anything else you wanted to add to that, Corny? Were you, were you done? Yeah, I just, uh, like I said, it's a, it's a pretty entertaining movie. Um, surprisingly entertaining. I actually thought it was going to be shite uh, because of reviews um, when it came out. Uh, but I was pleasantly surprised. Just kind of wish that the... I think the problem is, is that I expected a, a non-kid movie, and I got a pseudo-kid movie. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah, I kind of get that. Yeah, someone jokingly said something about Spy Kids earlier. I'm like, yeah, I can kind of get that. Like Shark Boy and Lava Girl or something. Yeah. All right. Okay. Sam? All right. Um, <laughs> this movie, you know, I'm a sucker for these big 
uh, sci-fi space things. Mm-hmm. And um, I knew that, you know, the, one of the things I did like about the fifth element was the design of the fifth element um, and the way it looked. So I was hopeful that it would um, kind of go along that line uh, with it in terms of the look of it. Cause if, if anything, you, you got to say that Luke Besson is um, pretty darn good at, uh, at just making things look unique, you know? Mm. And um, so let's see, how can I say this? I, I got into this movie and I believe it starts off at the beach, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, yeah. We, we start, the movie starts at, on coral on, on mule. Yeah. So. And, I just, I don't know. It just seemed off to me or something. It just didn't, I think the acting ruined this movie. I, and I really do. Um, his especially, I don't, I'd never bought him as a, like, as a amazing special agent. Mm-hmm. You know, and it just, it didn't come together. I love the way this movie looked. I really do. I think the aliens looked amazing. I think the people looked amazing. Um, but it just, I don't know. The director couldn't save this movie um, if he tried because of the, the problems inherent in it um, with, the, uh, with the main actor. Um, what a neat looking film though. I like I said, I'd be willing to watch this thing dubbed in French or or something else. Um, you know, just to, uh, just I guess just to uh, to not hear his voice. And I, maybe it was his voice that I just couldn't stand so much. I don't, but, I don't uh, honestly. I don't think it's just his voicing because his facial yeah. expressions are weird. It's it's yeah. it's more than his weird fake Bruce Willis sounding accent. It's yeah. like. The way he moved seemed strange. Like even the comedic moments, which I captured for the audio, it, it feels just forced. It feels yeah. forced. Like he's not ever done a comedic role, and all of a sudden he's supposed to be—he's supposed to be charming. I mean, he's like—he's like a young Han Solo or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's not appropriate, but I don't know. It—it it just. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. So it's it's a cool looking movie and it had so much potential. I guess that's why I'm so just disappointed in it. Mm-hmm. Um because it just didn't it didn't deliver uh, what, what I was looking for. <laughs> so the dishwasher agrees. And the dishwasher all agrees, yeah. <laughs> so but that's I mean that, that's pretty much my take. I, I think it's neat. I think I would watch it again, but I don't know if I'd pay a whole lot of attention. I'd just, I'd be looking at it just to see if I missed anything visually. Sure, no, I get that. Okay, um, yep. so I I actually really kind of wrestled with this, and I I, I sent a message to you guys because I wanted to to kind of ask this question: Do we, as people, moviegoers, especially the four of us, as we are? Uh, movie lovers as we are. Obviously, we do a podcast on it. Love us. Uh, love us. Is that, do we... It's not as creepy as it gets. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm need you to not do that again. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, there's a movie that happens, right? Where the guy keeps saying lovers. And he's like, I think that's a oh. Saturday Night Live sketch. No, it's it from is, it, yeah, Will Ferrell and uh, oh, uh, that, what's her name? Is it really? Oh, yeah. I was actually thinking of, um, what was I thinking of? I was thinking of Last Man Standing when uh, the old man is talking about lo- being lovers. And he's like, and Tim Allen's like, stop saying that word. He's like, lovers. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> um, do we forgive movies sometimes or or uh, that's not the forgive's not the right word do we exactly. um no um not, not give more rope to but like give the benefit of the doubt or or something like okay I, yeah I, I can't really put into words what my brain is is trying to i'm i'm seeing in my head but like <clears throat> to give them leeway do we uh like like our disbelief no, not even that. Like, Andrew... Do we kind of let things slide? Sort of. So, like, Andrew, you are our DC guy on the show, right? You love the DC and the Superman and all that stuff, right? Right. And you were more accepting of the Batman versus Superman because you love the, the character of Superman and Batman and the genre of the film and, and Zack Snyder as a director. And even mm-hmm. though the film did not meet, even to you saying your words, not your expectations, did not meet the standards that you would have liked, but you thought it was still a fine film. And and the, the rest of us thought it was shite, but <laughs> do you forgive it because of those things? Does that make sense? Is, it, is that the word? Does that make sense what I'm asking? Are you, yeah, you're asking basically, uh, do we have biases towards movies? Sure. That's a better yeah. maybe way of, yeah. I do that with Spielberg yeah. movies a lot. Sure. You know, World of the Worlds is a crap film, it's but awful. I'm, I'm still going to say I like it because it's a <laughs> movie. You shouldn't. I'm kind of like that with, with Tom Hanks films. I like, I think Tom Hanks is one of the best actors to ever grace the screen. Right. And, so and, I, and The Circle was not a good movie. No, it wasn't. It wasn't um, at all. But not necessarily mm-hmm. because of him. Right. So, so I asked that question because that's kind of how I feel with this movie. Is that <laughs> you want to give it the benefit of the doubt? I want it or... to be good so bad because of it's Luke Besson and because mm-hmm. it is like I feel like like Lucy was weird, but okay. Like I feel like the Fifth Element when like obviously Leon the Professional was uh, was also a really good movie, but I felt like the Fifth Element really got to show off his creativeness, and yeah. then this movie was his next big opportunity to be creative and weird and whatever. And when I saw the trailers for it, I got really excited and really excited. And just like how we all got really excited when Spider-Man 3 was coming out, and it was a shit film. Uh, right? Yeah, Venom's coming, you know? Oh, yeah, now we got Venom coming, and I'm actually you know, excited again. And um, so, so with this movie, I'm just sitting here going, I'm watching it and in my head going, it's so cool Ooh. and pretty, and this concept is great, but God, he's awful. Yeah. And he's so yeah. bad in it. And, and but I'm saying, but uh, nope, that's okay. I'm going to forgive it. I'm going to forgive it, and I'm going to move past it. I'm literally maybe not going to. Maybe he'll get better, or maybe, you know, yeah, maybe, maybe he'll get better. Change. Maybe they film this chronologically, and he gets better as the movie goes. Or, or maybe. You know, you know what I really liked in this movie? Was when they did the group plan in the the, the other dimension with the other guys mm-hmm. helping the two of them. Yeah, if they could have focused more on the group or the team, 
Yeah, and I mean, less, but they less on him. But I they just, weren't. They hmm. weren't a team. They were just the team to back him up. So I mean, it's not like they had relationships yeah. with these guys. Not really. Um, I, I, but you're right. That the open that scene in the market is the best part of the movie because yes. it showed so many these different <clears throat> concepts and there was some humor. It's inventive. It's yeah. really creative having there's another world and another dimension and you have to wear these glasses and be a part of it and you have to put your hand through the box to get the gun. It, like yeah. there was so many cool things with that scene. Yeah. Except the actor. He was terrible. Yeah. And and I mean when I said a waste of John Goodman, he's our hopping man for this movie. I was just getting ready to say that as much as John Goodman could actually hop. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but he was our, our one-legged man because he says, I'll find you. And he's like, good luck, right? I will find you and I'll kill you, which is direct line yeah. from Taken, which Luke Besson wrote. Yeah. I will find you and I will kill you. Right. And he says that. And then he says, good luck, which is what the bad guy says in Taken, right? He says, good luck. And we never see him again. I felt yeah. like I, I wanted him to come back. I expected this moment where... There was going to be like, oh, an, like an awkward peace between this group of people and this group of people. And then he shows up with the mob and like throws the <laughs> monkey in the wrench kind of a thing. Like that's Even what if I was. it was the last scene. Yeah, to set I up mean, a sequel or something. Oh, was there a, was there a, a post-credit scene? I don't know. No, oh, I checked. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, maybe there's a post-credit scene where he like, something happens with him. I don't know. Like maybe he's like mourning the death of his dog or whatever. I don't know. But um, it's, it, it sounds like it sounds like I mean generally the four of us wanted to really like this movie. Yes, yes. But the the actors just didn't and, allow us to like it. And like in the casting, so like now, now here's the question though. Yeah, you know we can pretty much I think we all agree that the guy was a pretty bad actor in this movie. Yeah, could this have uh, happened to a film? I mean, I think, okay, it didn't bother me that much. Uh, I think maybe because I see this as like a uh, Keanu Reeves kind of thing where the voice is weird and, I don't know, maybe it's just me uh, in the situation. I only captured five clips from this movie. There's going to be a couple moments, though, when you're going to look back and listen to this and go, okay, yeah, you're right. Because, because <laughs> so, even so, Ke- even Keanu Reeves can. Let, let me get back to my thought real quick. Yeah, yeah, please. In terms of you know, he pretty much ruined the movie for me, right? right? Yeah. But we all know there's movies out there that they recast the main actor at the last minute, and we love them. Like Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah. Could could this have happened to Back to the Future if if Michael J. Fox hadn't been put in for the other guy? Uh, I mean, yeah, maybe. I mean, you're right. I mean, if if it would have been um, not Crispin Glover, he was the dad. Who was the guy? The original guy that they had, they had no chemistry with, and they. Yeah. I mean, you're right. If it's, if that was the case, then Andrew's favorite <clears throat> film would be something completely different, and no one would care about those films. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So just that you know that one aspect of it could really kind of ruin a movie, I and mean, it. I think it did. You're right. And, and, and so many times we have movies where we look at a cast and go, oh, I can't see anyone else doing that role. Like, yes. Like, and one of the, the, the biggest kind of casting things ever I always you know, roll back to is Will Smith was supposed to be Neo in The Matrix. 
And it's so different. But it would but I wanted to I want to see that movie. Honestly, I think that would have been cool. Truly, having having Will Smith kung fu karate fight Lawrence Fishburne would have been the highlight of my life. Like that would have been great. And instead, he did Wild Wild West, which fine. All right, he made a lot of money, good for him, and he got to drum on a big white lady's boobies. Okay? But we're going to and we're going to do it for the podcast at some point, I promise. But my point is, is this, to whoever point I'm making. <laughs> I don't know if it was corny or, or whoever. I think, I don't know, it doesn't matter. It's that I, I can name right now probably four or five actors that I would like have, who in the same age range would have been better, in my opinion. Heck, even the kid, Andrew Garfield in the same Spider-Man universe movie, he would have been better. Um, like he's a little awkward and lanky, but whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like you needed a, a dude who one I can buy as being a physical <laughs> dude. You know what I'm saying? Like who could punch the, you know what I'm saying? Like punch aliens and, and, and do things like, I don't know. I just, I don't want this show to be all us complaining about him. Um, <clears throat> but it, I mean, but frankly, he's my—he's the worst part of it. I mean, now also, I'm, I'll be honest. Clive Owen was not good either. No, he phoned. He absolutely I, phoned this one in. He phoned it in. He would—he uh, just needed a paycheck. He was not good. Um, mm. Ethan Hawke was weird. He was—he was fine. But he was weird. It also kind of kept kind of weirding me out though that the the <clears throat> the king of the water people was voiced by a woman, mm-hmm. and that was weirding me out a lot. Um, it's the because it's the golden lady person from um, Guardian of the Galaxy Two. Yeah, it's that chick, whatever her name is. I just kind of assumed that you know that was their species. Like they're all yeah. very effeminate. Yeah, mm-hmm. even the men they are. Yeah, and that's probably they all love to dance in the morning when they get up. By the way. Yeah, I mean, and like the, really, the only way you can tell male from female is the females had protective covers over their boobs, like. Even, yeah, like even the men kind of had like <laughs> chesticles a little bit. Like, I, I, are you are you the man or are you the woman? Like, I didn't know what was going on. So, um, but I like the species. I, I, I like them. I there's just you like the what? I'm sorry. They're species. Species. Okay. Did it come across sorry, as something you, inappropriate? You, you went away there for a second. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was a little scared. Um, but this movie, I think, truly. You know how we we have like we'll we'll say oh we watch the movie and we'll say oh yeah the movie is greater than the sum of its parts. The sum of the parts were greater They're than great. the movie. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, I would love to see a story in this world with all this creativity and all this interesting things made by a different director. Well, I mean, wouldn't it have been cool to see this like by Guillermo del Toro? Oh heck yeah! You know, <clears throat> like. Uh, or, I mean, there's other, certainly other visionary, like, other mm-hmm. visionary directors out there, but... Woody Allen? No. God, no. <laughs> He's probably trying to have, have sex with the girl. That'd be awkward. Um, I don't know. I, I, there was a lot of... The, I like the, uh, the intrigue of the movie. I like the little three talking bird things. They were kind of funny. Um, and they're recurring <clears throat> characters in the comic. They're like Ferengi. They kind of are like Ferengi. You said that because they're always <clears throat> trying to get money. Um, 
So uh, that's actually a pretty appropriate um, thing. I, I like the ships. I like the look of it. I just, I don't know. There's mm-hmm. so much to like about the movie. Uh, what was the other thing I wanted to talk about? I forgot. Was that it? Uh, imagine this. Imagine this thing in the uh, in the uh, arms of somebody like um, James Cameron. I, I think the movie no. loses its feel if we do this. I think you have to keep. I think you just wanted a better fifth element out of this. Is what we were looking for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you're not wrong, Corny, and and that's what happens. And we and we as people do that, right? Like we saw Avengers, and we're like, oh my god, Avengers is the greatest comic book movie we've ever seen. And then Avengers two comes along, and we're like, it's supposed to be better than Avengers one, but it's not. Yeah. So so maybe our own expectations are the are the problem, and and so you're not wrong there, but. When the expectations are dashed by something as simple as a bad casting choice, yeah, you know, like that's why I'm so upset. Is because this movie had all of the potential to be the next cool thing, to be the next Avatar. And that's what I was saying with James Cameron. I mean, this has the vision and the interesting concepts and interesting looks that that Avatar brought us with James Cameron. But and, my counter okay, to that is this, simply this. One, James Worthington is not a good actor. He was probably the worst actor in that movie, the main guy, wheelchair mm-hmm. dude. There's a reason why he doesn't get a lot of work now. I'm just saying. Two, that movie is a humorless movie. You know what I'm saying? There's no mm-hmm. humor in that movie. There's, a lot of, there's joy, but there's no humor. I hate that movie. Um, <laughs> but... But it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. But Luke Besson movies are typically kind of got a lot of humor in them. Again, Fifth Element. Chris Tucker. So. Corbin. <laughs> Corbin. 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 Come on, Corbin, Corbin. I'm going to feel weird if you don't say it. No, it's a uh, moment's not right. Oh. No, that's just right. I can't, we can't force it. We can't force it. So. Um, <laughs> but I will say this. So there was a couple of moments in this movie, and I wanted a dozen more, like The Fifth Element, where I, I love The Fifth Element, the editing moments, when two different people are telling the same story and we're getting them mid-sentence between each <laughs> other. I love that. And so like, there's a moment where it's in the movie, I can't remember what it was, but they said, man, that stinks. And then like the next scene is the, them falling out of the trash chute. I'm like, oh, I want more of that. Where, where is more of that? <laughs> Um, and like when they stop the bomb with like one second, I have to, I have to explain. Yeah. <laughs> um, you said there was Bob. No, I said she was the Bob. Oh. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I was saying that, um, crap. What the hell was I saying? Oh, I expected a, like an alien to like roll over, like a robot to roll over and re start the the bomb, you know, like they did in the fifth element. So again, that's my own biases and expectations. So I just, I don't know. I just, there's so like the market was so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, but I didn't really put two and two together that this was the same director that did fifth element until after I was into it. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that. So I didn't really have those expectations or, or those, you should have gotten it within the first uh, five minutes of the movie. 
when but, yeah yeah when, when you see so. the monochiman from the fifth element meeting the humans in, in, yeah. on space yeah and so uh I, I didn't catch on to that until later in the movie but sure then i started realizing oh, okay this makes a little bit more sense but you're right i i think had i uh, well, at that point, I started expecting more and more stuff to be closer to that movie. Because I, I, like you guys, it, or well, like you, Sean, right. enjoyed The Fifth Element quite a bit and have seen it, you know, several times. Um, but I, I guess I didn't really, that doesn't bother me as much because I wasn't trying to make this one like a sequel. Right. <clears throat> I guess would oh, which means this is also in the fifth element universe. Say that again, sir. I'm sorry. Uh, this has to be in the fifth element universe. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. I mean it. Yeah. Which means Corbin Dallas does exist. Which means, <laughs> depending on what year this all went down. Well, this would have been. He could come in and save this. I mean, movie. this was years later. Like this is like would have been like <laughs> 200 plus years after the fifth element. Um, so the fact that earth doesn't have a second moon kind of says that it's not the same, but there's aliens that are in both. So, I mean, maybe it is the same universe. I don't know. Um, that would be kind of cool if they were honestly, um, <laughs> you know, and that, I mean, that's because, what, because that would, that would explain the, uh, the really bad Bruce Willis. Right. Maybe that's, maybe that's Lilo's. No, he, he, you know, he sees some hollow cube of. Bruce Willis doing his thing, and as he's training, that's what he becomes. And yeah, maybe yeah, he was, he, he was yeah. You're right. He was trained by a hologram version of Corbin Dallas. I like this idea. Are you, sir? Are you human? Uh, negative. I am a meat popsicle. Hey, so I'd like to point this out. Uh, but that that actual ending shoot 'em up scene was, I thought, pretty well. And he, I don't know. I, I felt like he had the look of the. The thing that you wanted, um, yeah. I can see how the acting is bad, but the the action part, I kind of, I kind of felt like he's he's okay with that. The 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 two action scenes I <clears> was <throat> really into that he did was one the scene at the market. I thought he was great. There's some physical comedy happening, which was good. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like getting ready to get eaten by the dog, and he needs the gun thing to work, and so she's like stop moving, and he's like shooting in the other dimension, and she's trying to fix it. Like all that was great. Um, the last scene with the robots, the killer robots, which I guess in the future we still have to have weird, uh, black painted killer robot gun wielding robots for some reason. But, um, I thought the scene was kind of cool, but for some reason it still felt, I don't know. Not human. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It was fine. I didn't, I don't know. Maybe I'm nitpicky. Maybe I'm just being annoyed with him, but like him running through the station in his like, Uber suit, kind of like doing like what the <laughs> Thor would do. Like I, he was like the the human juggernaut. version. He was of, a juggernaut. <laughs> yeah, yeah juggernaut. actually, that's a better way. I was gonna say he's like the human version of Meow Meow, but yeah, he's the juggernaut, bitch. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Um, but I kind of was also weirded out. Like he is, his shoes have thrusters underwater, but not in space. That was weird. Oh, maybe and by the way, water, maybe it sucks yeah, water maybe. in. And, what? Maybe it sucks water in. 
Oh, okay, like the like a jet engine on a on a submarine, like in. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I don't really care about that. What I do care about is when he jumps out, he falls down. He wouldn't fall down. He would go out in space, like. Anyway, that that's not all. Really I mean, a real heavy suit. <laughs> space. Neither, didn't they say that it was it was affecting the Earth's gravity or some? It had a gravity of its own. That he wouldn't fall down. He would fall back against it. Not unless, well, <laughs> you. I think I think you're right. Believe it or not, I, I know I'm right. but I can see the argument that the only reason why they had fiction, him they fall down is because he has he's falling against the backdrop of the ship and it was pretty. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, it's fine. Um, I'm just it's kind of funny if she uh, as she was talking to him go, "Did you justify gravity?" He goes, "Oh yeah, yeah." I just, did you just break physics? Yep. Okay, because um, he even says I'm falling down in space or something like that. He actually, I, I capped that line. He says that line. It kind of annoyed me. But did y'all see Gravity? No. Okay. Oh, is that the uh, the fake uh... Sandra Bullock? Right. It's the Sandra Bullock and George Clooney movie. Yeah, and they're in space. There's a there's a really bad physics moment in that scene in that movie that still kind of bothers. It's a great film. It's a great film. But there's and again, I don't want to ruin anything for you, Sam, because you want to, because you should yeah. see it. Yeah, I would like to see it one day. But there's a there's a bad physics moment that truly affects the film, and it's kind of annoying. Uh, is it as bad as Tom Cruise um, getting exploded by a, a missile or a truck? It's or it's honestly it's been thrown forward, yeah, it's, being it's, thrown it's, the other direction or something. Yeah, it's honestly worse than that. Oh, because imagine, I don't want to give anything away, but imagine like. If I was in a spacesuit, right, and you, mm-hmm. Sam, were in a spacesuit but tethered to a, a fixed object like the International Space Station, mm-hmm. and I flung myself forward to the end of that tether, and then you pull me back, right, uh-huh. I'm going to come towards you, right? Mm-hmm. In the movie, that doesn't happen, and that's annoying. It's really annoying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now I'm confused. Yeah. Because in the okay. movie, there's a scene... I can't say anymore. Because it's going to ruin it. I don't want to ruin it. Yeah, don't, 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 don't. don't. So I'll watch it, and we'll come back to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, oh, if it was streaming, that'd be cool. If it was streaming, then we could do it for the podcast. We haven't done a whole lot of um, Academy Award-winning type movies. Um, does it not get nominated for Best Picture? I think so. Nominated for Best Picture. I can't, I think yeah. I can't. I can't remember. Defying Gravity... Uh, no, yeah, it's nowhere it's not streaming anywhere. Anyway, it's fine. One day, maybe it will. Um, I will say this, though. Oh, the cloaking guns part, that was actually really cool. I thought that was really cool. That was pretty cool. Um, so this movie adheres to my rule, right? If I, the fewer notes I take, the less I, the more I enjoyed it. I thought it was your no guns rule, like Batman. Oh, no, 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 no. Unless you're Tim Burton Batman, then you, you're all about the guns. Um... Which, Corny, by the way, I have to tell you this. Uh, so, again, I'm on, I've mentioned this already that I'm, you know, out you know, working. Uh, and so I'm with my, my roommate, Chris, here, my coworker, Chris, and uh, Stuart Wheeler, friend of the show, Stuart Wheeler. Um, we have introduced Chris to the TV show Leverage. Um, and I basically said, hey, Chris, we want you to watch this show. It's called Leverage. Watch the pilot. If you don't like it after the pilot, we'll never mention it again. 
He's like, all right. After the pilot, he was like, yeah, we need to watch more. And so we watched like three more that night. So I got one more person watching Leverage. Sam, you're next. <laughs> We're going to get you watching Leverage. Get in line. Get in I'm rewatching watching West Wing right now. You would. West Wing? Rest wing. Is that where yeah, they all hang out? And, it's about a bird that gets tired. Yeah, I was like, oh, I can't find <laughs> It's about every other wing placement. Yeah. Screw Chicken <laughs> Going home. Um, anyway. Uh, no, it's, it's, uh, anyway, that's it. I don't have anything else. I don't have any more notes. Okay. Um, Good night, folks. Nice to see you. Wow, she's gotten a lot of gross on her. Oh yeah, poor the the girl. Uh, what's her name? Um, uh, Sergeant Laura Line. Laura Line. She, she had a lot of gross on her. You like, you know I'm saying like they they got uh, the lemon juice on the hair. Okay, fine. Which by the way, where do you get lemons that big? Jeez. Um, she had the jellyfish on her face. She. Right? It's the creature sneezed on her or yelled at her and yeah, you're right. The creature yelled at her and got snot all over. Like then she was in the trash. Like she must be ranted smelling by the time they're in the shuttle at the end of the movie, making out, kissing, and having sex. Like she must <laughs> stink. I'm just saying. <laughs> Are you telling me there's a moment where he's like, "Hey, hey, uh, I know it's pretty nice and all, but damn, girl, you stink." Right? Like, <laughs> will you do me the honor of marrying me? Uh, she comes in to kiss him. Well, hold on. Okay, we 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 gotta do something. What have you smell. been in today? Like, I know we were both in garbage, but you would smell way worse than I do right now. Did you? Your breath literally smells like jellyfish ass. Like, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> now she got the jellyfish eating ass face. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I, my last note actually was that's a pretty good spaceship for being over five hundred years old. Um, uh, so anyway, and then tropes I wrote, hot shot is a womanizer. You know, he, he, he can't just be a dude. He's got to be a dude who has a list or a, a, a whatever it was. A playlist. A playlist. I feel like that could have been left out completely and not yeah. just the movie. Yeah. It. I mean, it, it kind of establishes his... Uh, it's just a trope. I, I I don't think it was needed. Yeah, it, no. it, and it doesn't play a, fa- a factor in anything. No, it doesn't. You, you start wondering if that's a studio thing. Yeah. You know how studios will say, "Well, we have to have a romance in this because well, it'll attract the so and so crowd." The romance is part of the comic. I'm fine with the romance. What we didn't need to have is the playlist, show list, whatever it's called, the playlist, like. It's fine if he's still pining after her. Like, that's in a lot of movies. And a lot of movies, at the end of the movie, he has has to have done a thing to earn it, right? Like, Mm -hmm. even in The Fifth Element, Lilu is, like, ready to give up. And he's like, no, you can't give up because I love you, right? Like, you're... uh, And that was a lie. (laughs) Yeah, he just needed to save the world. No, I'm just teasing. But, like, like he had to earn it. At, At the end of this movie, he had done almost nothing to earn it, right? Like... Mm-hmm. I, that seems strange. And another thing that was kind of annoying is at the end of the movie, he's like, I'm by the book. I, this is how I, like, wait a minute. By no, the book not. said you weren't supposed to go into that alien place and kill their emperor, but you did. Like, remember that whole scene where you had to go find a shapeshifter so you can go in and sneak out your partner because you didn't want to have a international incident? 
And instead, <laughs> you literally killed the Murdered emperor. everybody. Right. <laughs> In uniform. Uh-huh. Like, they know who you are. So, I mean, that, that whole plot line is a hopping man. Like, is there going to be consequences of that? I don't know. Um, so, you're not wrong. Anyway. Is um, the captain going to call him a tick? <laughs> Damn you, Cap. Damn the Wusa. Did you just call me a tick? No, I was referring to him. Uh, the other trope I wrote was bomb ends L1. Um, last, with one second. That's a thing. Uh, you ready for some clippy clips? I only captured five, but they are uh, interesting. Okay. Here's some real bad acting by Valerian. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Alex, what are you doing? Sorry. Too much traffic. Do you want me to drive? Nope. No, 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 thank you. That's that's just... That's, there's no chemistry there. Uh-uh. It's, there's uh-uh. just none. Like, I felt like they didn't like each other on set. Like, even at the end when they're making out, I still didn't buy it. It was weird. I don't know. Whatever. 81? That's it. 81. Straight. Whoa, 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 whoa. 81, you're sure? Yes, I'm sure. Because it just went through when I'm falling in space. Falling in space. Sorry, my mistake. It was number 18. That's okay. We all make mistakes. Larry, you've got 10 seconds before I lose you. Take that. Oh, oops, I didn't mean to clip that one. <laughs> I was like, wait, no. That's not the same thing. But like, so there's, there's, there's a moment there for, for comedic value, right? Are you sure, 81? Because I'm, I'm flying through space, falling, whatever. Oh, my bad. I meant it's 18. Oh, well. That's okay. Like I don't know. Like there's, I feel like there's other ways to deliver the line to go other than him just saying, "It's okay. We all make mistakes." Like, are you just trying to suck up to her so she won't be mad at you? Like that's kind of what it felt like. I don't know. It just felt weird. Whatever. Um, I like. I liked the dialogue. I just didn't like the delivery. Larry, you've got ten seconds before I lose you. Who's the clever one now? Valerian, you've got five seconds. Oh, no. Not me. There. So, who's the clever one? Uh, Not me. I mean, it's kind of a neat line, but Bruce Willis, come on now. Not me. young Keanu. I mean, yeah, yeah you're kind of right. Or young Nick Cage. It's just... Oh, I, don't, I don't enjoy it. Eat a peach for hours. Um... <laughs> I don't remember what this one. Oh, had, oh yeah, this is um, Rihanna. So how did you come to lose your partner? Because I'm stupid. What do you mean? All I do is flirt and joke. Oh, trying to be cool rather than being honest. Story of my life. How young were you when you lost your mom? Please don't go there right now. It's okay to be vulnerable sometimes. Can we stop this and get back to the mission, please? And don't touch anything. Like, I like the dialogue. <laughs> it just seems so awkward. He seems bored. Uh-huh. I don't know. And I love your Rihanna. I just like her voice. But I still expect a little boove to come walking by in that moment. <laughs> if you've seen Home, that's funny. Go watch Home. Have you seen Home, Sam? I've seen the, the, the show on Netflix. Oh, you need to watch the movie. The movie's great because Sheldon... Really? Oh, it's really good. It's really good. The music yeah, is good. good. And, and Sheldon as a neurotic alien is perfect. Obviously, it's not Sheldon, but basically, if Sheldon Cooper were a little squeakly alien, it's what he would be. So, hmm. anyway. And there's a lot of fun little jokes like, why, why can't you use their technology? Oh, well, they use the metric system or something like that. It's, it's funny. Anyway. 
Uh, go watch Home. It's I think it's streaming. Uh, and then this is one of the worst moments in the movie, in my opinion. Will you do me the honor of becoming my wife? For better or worse? Uh, worse? Is that negotiable? No. All right, then. Like, I can't tell if he's being serious or not. And now for some more bad news. Ready? <laughs> Show goes on another hour. Oh, I want to watch Big Trouble Little China now. There are 200 different alien species in the movie. Luc Hell Besson yeah. wrote a 600-page book describing in detail all the species. The actors had to read that book prior to filming so they could adjust their acting depending on the species they're interacting with. I think that's cool. I really do. I think that's just cool. I just, I just it's kind of trickish. It is trickish. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I think it's great. I do too. It's great. And like, and not even just trickish, but it's like it's world building, right? Yeah. In yep. Star Wars, Wookies are uh, aggressive, short-tempered things, and so now we know that we've established that. So, like in this movie, here's these weird creature things that. Uh, that can walk and they eat people's brains. Okay, we've established that, and and the actors know that ahead of time, so they like like that's actually cool. The ship's computer, Alex, reports on Alpha One details. Alpha One, sorry, details over. <sighs> I'm going to start over. The ship's computer, <laughs> Alex, reports on Alpha One details over the 400 years since leaving Earth's orbit, in which it has traveled over 700 million miles. That only puts it just past Jupiter if it's going 200 miles per hour, which is fast-ish. So this thing is not that far from Earth. So the fact that there's a lot of Earth influences makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's why I like that. Early in the big market mission, Loreline waves at the Krillian alien guard, Krillian, Krian, alien guard in the tower with a Vulcan salute from Star Trek. I had to put that in there because of the Star Trek reference. Um, Loser. I don't know how I feel about this, so I'll let you guys know. I want your opinion on this before I say anything. Although most spaceships in most science fiction movies never display their make, the Skyjet, used by Valerian, has a Lexus emblem on it. Uh, Is it? Mm Mm-hmm. I missed that. I did too, and I went back and when I was capturing that scene where he's like, "Who's the clever one?" Not me. It's 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 like it's actually highlighted blue. It's like Ellie blue neon, but because the scene is dark, it's hard to see, but it's there. Mm. What it's do you guys dumb. What do you guys think about that? Having a brand on an alien on a on a we're saying that Lexus will be around in four hundred years. That's right. Yeah. I don't like it. I'm okay with the brand being around. I, I again, it's something that might take me out of a movie, but you know, I think that's it's, yeah, that's why I don't like it. So let me ask you but, this then. Oh, go ahead, Corny, please. You didn't I was say if, uh, now we're getting towards the uh, the um, promo feel uh, promo scene from uh, Wayne's World, right? So, <laughs> so I guess let me ask you this, Sam and Andrew, since you both said that you didn't like it. Did it bother you when Wally recharged? It made the Apple noise. No, I actually thought that was kind of cool. So, mm-hmm. in that uh, future three hundred years, we still have Apple products. You have the the sound. 
But it means that he is manufactured by Apple, is what it's saying. Or his processor is an Apple. He's a Mac. It could be, maybe somebody bought out Apple by that point. Okay. <laughs> now, yeah, now, it's you're a sound. now you're aggressive. Uh, it's, it's a trademark sound. It would be no but, different. But isn't Mozart's... Uh, no, Be- or let's say the Beethoven's fifth. No, that's all right? public yeah. domain. So that's, that's sound. It's public okay. domain. So yeah. Well, yeah. wouldn't the charging sound be public domain by that point? Uh, it. No, it's no because so, so you're talking the difference between trademark and copyright. Corny mm-hmm. writes a piece of music as he does with his band that is copywritten. Seventy-five years after his death, that copyrighted music becomes public domain. Okay. Sam, you invent uh, a, a trademark thing, right? Vector Builders is your trademark. Okay. Until you sell it, it belongs to you and only you, and you can sue anyone or your children or their children can sue anyone for using that trademark. So if that trademark is used in 300 years, say mm-hmm. Vector Builders is used in 300 years, it would mean that I would have had to sold it, sell it to somebody or release it into a public domain. Correct. So maybe Apple sold that sound <laughs> or released it into public domain. Anyway, the point is, is that it doesn't bother me. I don't care. <laughs> I saw Sam setting up for a while back. I was like, yeah. No. I mean, it was a long setup for a pointless thing. <laughs> I don't know. I think the fact that, I mean, we're comparing those two. I think in Wally. The sound is more subtle. I mean, we all know what it is if we've ever had an Apple product. Yeah. But you didn't but, even notice the Lexus. <laughs> well, yeah, but it bothers me because it's it's a visual right there in front of you. I mean, I didn't meant, notice it, but meant to be. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's less subtle. I, I it's, guess. I, honestly, to me, it's the difference between an audio <laughs> gag and a sight gag. Is all it is. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't have been any different if it would have said Ford or anything else. And if someone would have drank a Coke, I'd have been like, oh, Coke is still a thing in the future, you know, in 500 years. I think any brand name vehicle would have bothered me because it's not a vehicle. I mean, it's not a, like, what is a vehicle? It's not a, it's not a car. I don't right, know. but. When I did mean, Lexus get into well, Skyjets? Spaceships. Well, okay, Sam. BMW well, is, right now there's a Tesla in space. Well, yeah. Well, BMW used to make airplanes, and then you, you yeah. know the UN said you can't make airplanes anymore, so they said well, then we'll make cars. Yeah. So True. so a brand going from one to another is not that un- unheard of, and the idea that in the future we probably aren't having wheeled vehicles, uh, I feel like we've gone maybe too far. With that, I didn't mean to go there. I apologize for, for sparking. We have. The truth is I just get pissed off because I'll never be able to drive Lexus. No, no that's fair. <laughs> that's very fair. But my last bit of trivia is the film ends uh, with the male and female protagonist making love inside a capsule, just like in the end of The Fifth Element. So there you go. Uh, mm. There you go. But I, I, he got his Valerian. Oh, he did. <laughs> There's See, the title. Like, like Corny. That's why we miss you when you're not here because of stuff like that. You know, like, like that that can't be replaced, mimicked, or um, uh, impersonated. Like trademark. None trademark of us could have had the timing of. 
He's getting his Valerian. <laughs> I don't know if that'll fit as an episode title, but I'm going to try. Yeah. <laughs> I want to do this. Valer, I guess. Uh, e. Just do Valer and then uh, Valer. Or Valer I. Valer. I'm going to do Valerian on. on. Is that a word? Okay. Sorry. No one needs to know all that crap. Uh, that was great. Thank you, Courtney. Um, time for our what's next it's the top three and when i hit the button on my phone excuse me while i whip this out okay ladies uh we're doing (laughs) space stations right this movie is centered around a giant floating obviously it's floating it's in space space station uh which which, uh, we have made two concessions with our category tonight one is a space station is defined as a uh, a, a space-faring uh, structure that may or may not move on its own, you know, power, uh, and where people live and work. Meaning the Death Star is a space station. Even though it can go through space at light speed, it is still a space station. So, um, so with that having been said... Uh, Andrew, I will let you, uh, as as per tradition dictates, go first. I will not go with the Death Star, since you said that we couldn't use that one as one of our three. But I will, however, use Starkiller Base, because you didn't say that. Starkiller Base. Uh, the, the, big, the big planet thing, okay. I guess it's not really a space station, it's a planet, but that's fine. Yeah, well, it, it, yeah, it is fun. I'm going to say uh, Earth then. Because <laughs> uh, it's in, cause it's in space. Right, go ahead. Uh, number two, Battle School from Ender's Game. There you go. Nice, okay. And number one, uh, best movie of all time, The Gutter Demerung from Iron Sky. Oh, oh my gosh, gosh. I nice. never even thought about that. Oh, Iron Sky. That's I think that was the name of it. I'm sure I butchered no, the that's uh, German. Clo- that's pretty close. I, don't know, I, I guess Sam can be the only one that can really judge it. Um, uh, Corny. Uh, I'm going to say uh, any use of the Watchtower in most of the DC comic movies. There's a Watchtower? Yeah, like the Watchtower. It's their orbital space station. Is Are it, they all along it? Is it like a giant watch? <laughs> Nice, nice, Sam. <laughs> Can't believe I actually when I walked in that one. Uh, <laughs> uh, my number two. Uh, <laughs> uh, my number two will be. Uh, see, can I use Deep Space Nine's? Uh, yeah, because because okay. I did. Okay, cool. All right, so the. Uh, the the pointless ship in Deep Space, Deep Space Nine. Um, the pointless. Well, ship. no, the the space station is Deep Space Nine. That's the yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, the, anyway, yeah. I, anyway, and then my number one uh, is Lord Helmet ship in Spaceballs. Spaceball one. Spaceball one. Yeah. There you go. That's a, oh, is it Spaceball one? That's what they call. Well, no, you're right. Spaceball one is. Yeah, isn't this baseball one? Isn't that the name of the ship? Yeah, I'm getting confirmation from my roommate. <laughs> See, yes. that's why we keep right. them around. 
Is that that's why? Okay, we'll have to add. Oh, him. and the honorable mention we'll to, to, uh, to the ship in um, uh, Star Crash. That was the biggest damn space station. Damn it! Ever. You, you, you wait. Which one? Which one? The one that they crash into? Oh, the one he jumps from and flies back to. Uh, Oh, wait, wait. Am I getting too many confused? Okay, so Star Crash, there were two space stations in Star Crash. There was the one where they actually do the Star Crash, where they fly it into the Emperor's space station. Oh, the Emperor, then the Emperor ship. That's yeah, the one. That's, my, that's my honorable mention, is the giant space fist of the Emperor's. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the one with the tape dispenser on it. Uh, no, it's not the tape dispenser. <laughs> No, it's just the one with the, where they kept crashing through the windows from space with their little uh, torpedo launching. <laughs> We're going to send two troops in at a time to die kind of a concept. Okay, Sam. All right, um, I've got my number three as uh, the Battle School from Ender's Game. Okay. Um, I've got my number two, um, you know, and, and I really have to credit this uh, space station and the company behind it. Um, for buying the uh, the Apple sounds from them, <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know, a couple hundred years in advance, but the Axum yeah, from Wally, from Wally, yeah, and then um, what was it, Big E Mart? No, Big. Uh, it was by, by, and by and large, by and large, by and large. Thank by you, by and large. Super and then store. the my number one is Cooper Station from Interstellar. Yeah, not surprised. That's, yep. that's when we were doing pre-show. I said, oh, I know which one you're going to pick, Sam. <laughs> it was that one. Yeah, one of the best best Nolan movies out there. No, so, it's not. Yeah, it's great. Chris, we have to have a discussion later about Interstellar. Yeah, he'll agree because he's smart. Do what? And knows things. He's shop smart. I have, I have smart. that one. Uh, my number, yeah, shop smart, shop that's smart. Uh, my number three, well, my honorable mention was The Floating Fist. And Elysium, the this, this space station from Elysium, yeah. which is called Elysium. Uh, but I'm well, going to move Elysium. more like a Halo? I mean, I wish I could have said Halo. Yeah, actually, it is a Halo. Yeah, Halo would have been good, too, though. It's not a movie, mm-hmm. but yeah, that would have been a good yeah. one. Um, my number three was also Battle School from Ender's Game. Number two was the Axiom from WALL-E. And number one was <laughs> Deep Space Nine. So we covered them all. <laughs> Um, nice. The only other one I would mention that's again, it's just because of the the, the size of it is the uh, the space. I don't know the name of it. Is the the giant station from the black hole? Disney's the black hole. So, mm. um, I don't think I've ever seen that one either. Oh, it's kind of neat. It's got like little floating R two D two units in it. Like they fly. Yeah, it's weird. It's a Disney movie. Um, that's it. That's our show out of ten. Oh, I have the, I have a sound clip for that. Sorry. You'd think I'd remember that, but wakey up phone. Oh my gosh. You can do it. I know. Stupid thing with the thing. But phone. Yep. Wait, what's supposed to happen? All right, out of 10. This is where you guys tell me your score from 0 to 10 for what you thought of the movie Valerion. Andrew. Well, I wanted to like the movie more than I really liked the movie. <laughs> but it did have some good moments and the action was pretty good and the, the storyline itself was okay. The delivery wasn't there and the actors ruined it. <laughs> I think I think honestly, if they just replaced the entire cast, just start from scratch like, and do the same movie with different people. Just 
the only one I would leave seriously. You could leave her; it's fine. The girl, I mean, whatever. But otherwise, the only yeah. one y'all want to leave is John Goodman. Yeah, I like I like him, and I just like his voice. And I get see. Put, I still didn't think he he fit what he was. What we were watching. Oh, I it just I, didn't. To me, it didn't feel. He reminded me of the Simon Pegg voiced uh, big fat dude from uh, The Force Awakens. Yeah. Um, but having said all that, yeah. I, I'm kind of with Corny. I would watch it again. I don't know that I would pay attention 100%, but it's it's going to go right somewhere in the middle for me. So I'm going to say like a 4.7. Okay. Corny. Uh. <laughs> I know what you mean, bud. Like I said, like Andrew said, yeah, it's gonna be. I mean, I'll watch it again. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hate it like I like I do Transformers. Uh, but at the same time, this is. Uh, I think a lot of things were missed, um, and we got like a uh, Spy Kids, Shark Boy, Lava Girl kind of thing going. So I say four point seven nine two. Oh, okay. Point seven nine two. I'm not going to let that. Okay, Sam. Yeah. Um, Fair. I'm kind of in, I'm right there with you guys. Um, it's not the best, but gosh, it's pretty. Man, it's a pretty. It could be a screensaver. It's the um, best. So darn pretty. Oh, I'm I'm gonna kind of go. I'm gonna do a five point one. Two, uh, okay, three <laughs> on this one. Okay, yeah. yeah, it's just it. I don't really want to watch it again, but I do because it's so darn pretty. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I get that a lot. Um, and you go to movies to see things you haven't seen before, and this had a ton of that. A lot of that. Yeah, it just wasn't a good movie. So I'm breaking my own rule as I do. I'm looking back at some other movies that I've given numbers too and i'm trying to give myself a comparison as to what i liked this better than you know and okay so i agree with andrew 100 percent with his summation of the movie right we used to mm-hmm. we used to get yelled at because we didn't sum, sum the movies up like why we <laughs> give it the score we give it I thought the score was fine. I even liked the score. I thought it was kind of neat. I didn't notice it a lot, but I didn't un- not notice it, and I didn't think it was bad. Uh, again, visually stunning, wonderful. The motion capture on weird uh, uh, fish people were great. Um, I thought the subplot, the, the, the um, what are they called? Corny, help me out. What are they called when you're on a, on a video game? And then you have the, the, the submissions, the extra missions, what are they called? Um, Side missions. Yeah, side mission. The side mission. The side quest. That's what it is. Your side quest. The bead plot. Yeah, the side quest of getting the the, the jellyfish. Like we we had to introduce peril for no reason. And that weird Bob the pirate guy. We didn't really need that, honestly. <laughs> Bob the pirate. Bob. Um, and I didn't think the Rihanna bit needed. I mean, I guess we needed to have her character have some. Uh, mm. we, we, when she dies, spoiler. When she dies, I guess we needed no one, to, we needed to I care. Didn't care. Um, I didn't. I kind of did, but I cared more. I did because I didn't. The, the thing didn't look real. 
Well, I cared, but more about what she did in the room and less about her tragic story and having to dance. You know, like, I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. I, I actually probably would have liked it better had they just been old friends. What know. if she were replaced by Chris Tucker from The Fifth Element? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, but, but that's the same thing, and he's having to walk around inside Chris Tucker. Well, well oh, <laughs> the dialogue would have been hysterical. So with all that being said, again, I want it to be good, and I'm going to give it a little bit of the benefit of the doubt, and I'm going to watch it again probably pretty soon because I want to watch it with my wife. I didn't get a chance to watch it with her. Um, I want to watch it with her because sometimes she picks up on things that I don't uh, – so with that all being said, I'm going to give it just a straight up 6.2 uh, seconds left before the bombs go off. I liked it a little bit better than you guys. Actually, you know what? Hold on. Where was it? I'm going to give it actually a little bit higher than that because I can't in good conscience say that Judge Dredd is a better film than this. <laughs> so I'm going to give this a 6 point. Good gracious, Corny. <laughs> Thirsty. Uh, I hear you. Uh, I'm giving it a 6.8. No, it's fine, dude. I'm giving it a 6.8. All right, that's our show. That's the podcast. Thank you for listening. Sorry it went a little bit longer than, than our normal shows have been recently. Um, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, sometimes it's good to get a good hour and a half podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, next week we're doing Lincoln. Speaking of long, that's kind of a long movie. As in logs? Uh, Lincoln Logs, yeah. We're doing Lincoln. I think it's uh, on the Amazon, or is it Netflix? Um, it says Netflix on our list. but Okay, then that's where it is, because I updated the list recently. So we're going to do the Lincoln. We got spring break coming up, so I've got time. And I'll I'm, tell you what, man. This movie's so good, it'll blow your brains. Uh, oh. oh. Too soon? soon. Oh. Yeah, 1865. Yep, too soon. Um, just fair warning, it's two hours and 30 minutes, so tuck in. Never forget. And it's a whole lot of him talking in a high-pitched voice as Lincoln. Yeah, it is. Oh, by the way, Chad, uh, from the grave sent in, uh, his top three space stations as the International Space Station, Skylab, and Titan. So, two two of those are, are, are non-fictional, and I don't know what Titan is. After uh, after seeing Chad tonight at church, mm-hmm. um, he mentioned to me that he would not only go see a movie, but do a podcast with us on a movie if we went and saw Rampage. Rampage? That's what he wants to go see in the movie theater? Know, right? I was like, yeah, maybe he wants to do Ready Player yeah, One. Yeah, let's go no, do Ready Player One. Rampage. No, Rampage with the flying wolf? Okay. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, that's fine. Yeah. I do want to do. So, uh, I just stick that in your your, your pocket. Claw. Stick that in your pipe and smoke it. All right, so we're doing uh, Lincoln next week. Like I said, it's a two and a half hour long movie, so I might have to break it up and watch it in sections. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's it. That's our show. And thank you so much for listening. It's been a blast watching this movie with you guys and talking about it. As I do, um, oh, I've got to turn the volume up. There we go. Uh, so yeah, GoFundMe.com slash Cheap Review. Still a thing you can do. Twenty-five bucks for twenty mm-hmm. measly twenty-five dollars, you get to pick a movie and come on our show and review it with us on the air. We've done it before. Alan has participated a couple of times. We've had a couple other people do it. So 
If there's something you want, you really want us to do, there's a movie that you really want us to do, um, then uh, we'll we'll do it. Uh, but you know, we're we're kind of whores, so we need the money. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Anchor app is a thing. Uh, I haven't posted anything recently because I've been on the road. Um, and we'll get the website up again here in a few. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the website's Sorry about that, folks. weird right now. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube. Leave us a review there, uh, if you would. Uh, Facebook.com slash Cheap Reviews. If you're still using Facebook, I don't know what's going on with it right now, but uh, hopefully it's still there by the time this podcast airs. And, of course, you can follow us on Twitter at Cheap Seat Cast. Your emails Probably can be Probably all the uh, Russian stuff, you know. Uh, yeah. Really? Uh, emails can be sent to cheapsuitreviews at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, that's going to do it for us. So, on behalf of Corny, Andrew, Sam, and Chad, and my roommate Chris, who participated <laughs> tonight, this is Sean Thing. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>